God of mercy, God of grace, we come to you this morning the humblest way we know how, giving you glory and giving you honor for another day of sweet mercy, God. We come in your presence this morning, God, the humblest way we know how, first of all, saying thank you. Thank you for another week. Thank you, God, we're able to come and lay everything at your feet this morning. We ask you, Father God, to hide our man of God in the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty God. I pray that your word would illuminate, God, and hearts will be changed, minds will be changed, transform your people, God, as we go into your presence this morning. It's nothing that we've done, all because of Jesus' ultimate sacrifice, that we're able to worship you, to glorify you, to magnify you. In Jesus' name, we give you glory and honor. Amen. Good morning, Reg. Resurrection. Morning. I said good morning, Resurrection. Good morning. Oh, I didn't mean to bother you. Didn't mean to bother you. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Is there anybody that's just glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time? One more time. On behalf of our senior pastor, Pastor Ray D. Brown, I want to say welcome. Welcome, and if this is your first time with us, either in person or online, uh, I would like to give you the opportunity to text the word GUEST to 830-689-8074. We'd love the opportunity to just thank you for being with us here on today, and the opportunity to learn a little bit more about you and have you learn a little bit more about us. Our praise team is going to continue immersion in the spirit, I know that last week, the, the women were up here and they tore it up. They tore it up. We, we had church last Sunday. But if you're here with us on today, you, you picked the right day to be here. Because guess who's here? A young man by the name of Pastor Ray D. Brown Sr. is back in the house. And he, I want you guys to help Ursha in the word this morning because Pastor He's, he's got one for you this morning. So after our praise team sings, the next voice you will hear will be none other than our very own Pastor Ray D. Brown Sr. Come on and bless the name of the Lord. Come on, come on, don't panic him. Come on and bless the name of the Lord. You know, I need this and I need that and I need this and I need healing and my finances don't look right. I don't like this. I don't like that. But right now, in the name of Jesus, we stand on his word that says his promises are yes and amen. So if my God said it, 
even if God said it, he's going to do it. So just look at your neighbor and say, it's done. Look at your neighbor and say, it's done. All that I am, all that I'm supposed to be, I'm that because God declared that I am. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Come on and make some noise and act like you know that that miracle is on its way. Go ahead and make some noise like you know that that healing is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You gotta believe it. It's done. Yeah. What I shall be.
here to lift you on high. Hallelujah. God, we know you're already here. We know you're already here, God. You're everywhere. We just ask you, God, to inhabit our praise. God, we love you this morning. Lord, we come to you corporately to lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord.
glory hallelujah
place that you're talking about. We ain't talking about the building. We're talking about in here. Holy Spirit. one more time give God your best praise of the day come on hallelujah amen amen remain standing for just a moment just one moment just remain standing for a moment so much is going on in the world right now so much turmoil so many wars are being waged on the national stage and international theater you know, we got wars right in our own neighborhoods, some in our households, and some within ourselves. But the enemy is defeated. I need some victories. We, how many declare that right now? There is no enemy that God cannot defeat. He's already defeated, already defeated the enemy of your soul. We don't fight no longer for victory, we fight from victory. So somebody ought to shout like you already got it. Amen. Look, hold on. Find that quiet neighbor and say, I know you make more noise than that during the football game. I saw you yesterday. Amen. Come on and give God some praise in this place. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I see you. Pray with me right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come right now realizing, Lord, that we are sinners saved only by your grace. Have mercy on us, Lord. We are standing on holy ground, and we don't even deserve to be here. Yet you saw fit to demonstrate one more day of grace and mercy. <laughs> you know, you've demonstrated grace so often and so much, it's, it ought not be surprising to us. So the best way we can describe it is just like we've already described it. It's amazing. We are miracles. We don't need to look for a miracle. There's so many miracles in this room right now. So we want to thank you for the miracle. You saved us. You kept us. You sheltered us. You blessed us. We've got blessings that we can remember, but there are blessings that we don't even, we're not even aware of. So we want to just thank you for blessings that <laughs> we didn't even know we were blessed with dangers that we see but they're never dangers unseen we thank you for keeping us through those dangers many dangers toils and snares we've already come grace brought us safe this far and we know only grace can take us on help us not to waste your time by coming in this place and leaving the same way we were when we leave Lord we want to leave differently we want we do not want to be the same in Jesus' name. So speak to us. Penalize not these people for the lack of this person. And we'll give your name the praise. That the words of our mouth, the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. Our strength, our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say amen. Say amen one more time. Now give the Lord another great big hand of praise. Amen. Thank you, praise team. I am so 
grateful for them and musicians, your volunteer, your time. Amen. And you're dedicated to this. We don't take it lightly for getting us ready for worship. Amen. You all know that we're wearing pink and honoring and recognizing and recognition of women and uh, of breast cancer. Amen. We want to recognize that and be mindful of that. And um, so many have overcome so many things. And we want to, first of all, uh, give recognition and thanks to God uh, for giving us uh, the wherewithal to be able to be encouragers, even in church. Amen. Amen. Just let, just saying that because people might think that, you know, you're wearing pink and it's fall. You know, I, it's not correct. Yeah, and there you go. Okay, y'all be quiet. I know you're y'all at, amen. But the others, amen. Amen. Just so you know, we, we're, not, we're not making a fashion foo-paw, amen. Is that all right? Amen. Don't ask me to spell it. I just I heard it used somewhere in a sentence. Amen. There is a word from the Lord. Every Sunday, I get the honor and privilege of standing in this place. And I don't take it for granted. But there is a word in the 130th number of Psalm, beginning at verse 1. And I want to read from the message translation. I want to read all eight verses. And when you get a chance, you ought to go back over it, look at some of the other translations. It says simply, help. God, I've hit rock bottom. Master, hear my cry for help. Listen hard. Open your ears. Listen to my cries for mercy. If you, God, kept records of wrongdoing, who would stand a chance? As it turns out, forgiveness is your habit. And that's why you're worshipped. I pray to God, my life a prayer and wait for what he'll say and do. My life's on the line before God. My Lord, waiting and watching till morning. Waiting and watching till morning. Oh Lord, wait and watch for God, with God's arrival, love comes love. With God's arrival comes generous redemption. No doubt about it, he'll redeem Israel. Buy back Israel from captivity to sin. The word of God for the people of God. I want to tag this text today with this title, When the Bottom Drops Out. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, what do you do when the bottom drops out? You may be seated. Life can be rough. Life can be fragile. Life can be brutal. And the bottom can even drop out. In those moments, unfortunately for some, there are those who tragically conclude that it would be better for life to conclude than for life to continue. They select a permanent solution for what may be a passing stress and in the wake leave families and friends who are shaken by the fact that for whatever reason it should not have come to this. Life can be rough, life can be fragile, Life can be difficult. Life can
can be hard and the bottom can even drop out. And when it does, listen, the superficial provides very little protection. When life gets hard and the bottom drops out, it's in those moments that you discover those who trust in God, those who rest in Christ are not without help or hope. There is something that can be done when the bottom drops out. Psalms 130 paints a path in this song of ascent which is designed to be sung by pilgrims who are on their way to the temple. They're on their way to church and even en route to worship, they are far from happy. Verse one, in most translations of the word of God, it says, out of the depths I cried to you. But Eugene Peterson's translation says it this way, I've hit rock bottom. The bottom has fallen out. For the songwriter, he's on his way to worship and on his way to worship, he's saying, I've hit rock bottom. I'm far from happy. He's far from feeling joy. He's not exuberant. He's not excited about what's going to happen in worship, but yet he's on his way to the temple. And as he makes his way to worship, he finds himself doing something, redirecting his attention. Have you ever been feeling bad before you get to church? But by the time you get there, before you even get in church, you already ready to shout. I just need about 10 witnesses. I know that's not everybody's experience. As he makes his way to the temple, he doesn't have an attitude. He redirects his focus and his attention on God. And he cries out, help me, oh God. I've hit rock bottom. One of the names I dropped a few weeks ago is employed here, Yahweh. Y'all know what it means. I am that I am. I was who I was. I is who I is. And I will be who I will be. I thought y'all were paying attention. But notice he shifts from concentrating on how hard life is to focusing on who God is. Because when your mind is cluttered, when your heart is broken, when your spirit is shattered, when the bottom has fallen out, that's the time to focus your mental, emotional, and spiritual energies on somebody bigger and better than it or you. And the one who is bigger and better is Almighty God. Can I get some witnesses there? God is the great I am. He is the good he is. He is the great he is. He is the amazing he is. He is the awesome who he is. He is the wonder he is. He is the creator that he is. When life caves in on us, we must summon the courage to focus on how great God is, how good God is, how strong God is, how mighty God is, how wonderful God is, and concentrate on how God heals, how God saves, how God delivers, how God rescues, how God creates, how God 
fixes and then rejoice because who God has always been is who God will always be. God has been good, God is good, and God will continue to be good because God is consistent, God is unchanging, God is everlasting. There is no situation or circumstance that alters God. There's no struggle that stresses God. There's no threat that terrorizes God. He is Lord. And so when life be life that's what Candace Brock told us last week. When, when, when life gets hard and when life hits rock bottom, you need to learn how to shift your focus to the person of God. And in those moments, you need an encounter with God that can take you way beyond your hardship. You need a connection that expands the narrow confines of your thinking and feeling and about life and its possibilities. Because when the bottom falls out, we have a tendency to become narrow-minded and our sight gets so narrow our considerations are prone to people in the parochial but a relationship with God that is vibrant and alive will enable us to say when peace like a river attends my way when sorrows like sea billows roll whatever my lot you have taught me to say it is well help me finish it with my soul We've got to put our lives and our experiences, y'all, in a bigger frame, in a larger narrative, beyond the narrow confines of what we feel and what we perceive and what is uh, of what is and what is not. We've got to put it, them, and ourselves into the hands of Almighty God. And you got to get this, y'all, hear it, because focusing on who God is, even when the bottom has fallen out, shifts the weight and alters the narrative. Because there are at least three things, profound things I would add, uh, that you and I can receive if you give me just a few moments to preach this. They don't put a clock on me at this service, so y'all gonna get the remix, okay? Here it is. Number one, when the bottom falls out, number one, remember the Lord is merciful. Let me explain. Remember the Lord is merciful. I had about 15 over here. Let me get at least another 25 more on this side. Remember that the Lord is merciful. Can I get at least 30 more and I'll be number, I'll make 31. Remember the Lord is, can you say just merciful? In verse three, the songwriter says, if you God kept records of wrongdoing, who would stand the chance? As it turns out, forgiveness is your habit. And that's why we worship. See, some of y'all forgot why we worship. We worship because God has a habit of forgiving. I mean, it's just something he does. He's quicker to forgive you than you are quicker than to ask for forgiveness. Before you can say, God, I ask, he's already forgiven what? Forgive me for, no, what you talking about? I, I, I forgave that a long time ago. And the songwriter is on his way to the Lord's house. His life has taken a turn for the worse. He's hit rock bottom, but he's on the way, his way to the house of the Lord so he can talk to the Lord. And on his way there, he recognizes that based on his own merit, he doesn't even deserve to be at the foot, to even set foot in the Lord's house. Y'all, this is holy ground. Nobody up in here deserves to be here. Keep looking straight. Because we have a tendency to want to poke our fingers at this person and that person. 
and that person. Can I tell you, we all in the same boat. We all are in the same ship. We're nothing but sinners saved only by God's grace. He doesn't deserve, he says, he doesn't deserve to be in the Lord's presence. And then he, he even shares the reason why. There's a reason. And the reason, it's right there in the text. Here it is. Can I, y'all see it? The re, he has a record. Okay, y'all missed it. Y'all, uh, listen, he has a record that includes some mistakes, missteps, miscalculation. He has a record that includes some wrongdoing, transgressions, and iniquity. He's got sins of omission, sins of commission and permission, things he did, things he failed to do, things he permitted to happen. He's got a record and still he approaches the presence and person of God because listen, in spite of his record, he knows the Lord's disposition to him. And you ought to shout right there if nowhere else in this message because there's more than one person sharing in this moment right now who the truth about you and the truth about me is that we all got a record. Can I get a, can I get some, I need, is there anybody willing to, to confess? You got, you don't need a lie detector. To, you don't, you, you got a record. You, you, <laughs> when he says in the text, if you kept records of wrongdoing, he's not asserting that the Lord does not have a record of wrongdoing. He doesn't say if you have kept a record. He, he says if you kept records. Okay, y'all still ain't getting it. He says if you kept records, and, and that Hebrew word translated kept in English means pay primary attention to. To watch or closely guard. Uh, uh, some of us keep records of other people's wrongdoings and forgot about the stuff. <laughs> she did this, she did that, he he been here, he been there. If you only knew, mm, I, I ain't gonna say nothing. And you done forgot the whole list of stuff that you. I need y'all to keep. I, I need some honest Christians in here. The songwriter is simply saying to us that, 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 that the record that God has concerning his wrongdoings is not the primary lens through which the Lord looks at him. There's no way he could have survived if the primary lens through which the Lord looked at him was his record, his faults, his flaws, his failings. If the primary point of consideration, the lens through which the Lord looked at him was his record, he says, he couldn't stand a chance and guess what neither could you and I that's one reason why you ought to make noise in church is the fact that God looked past your record and y'all know how it is even on earth and on an earthly level those who have been incarcerated even after doing the time for the allegedly doing their crime even after coming out of the system and completing the probation they still have an incredibly hard time gaining gainful employment because the primary lens through which society sees them is their record and the songwriter admits right up front that he wouldn't stand a chance if the primary lens through which the Lord looked at him was his record. However, he broadcasts his belief boldly shouting, but with the Lord there is forgiveness. Somebody ought to shout right now. Somebody ought to, somebody ought to just stand up in church and say, he dropped the charges. Somebody ought to say, he has sponged my record. 
Somebody ought to just say to the devil, yeah, I did it, but the Lord undid it. Somebody ought to shout, favor ain't fair, favor ain't fair. I didn't get what I deserved and what I deserved. I, I wish I had some help. And Eugene Peterson, hold on, this ain't even the shouting part yet. I ain't even got there yet. Eugene Peterson puts it like this. Your habit is forgiveness. This is who you really are. You are habitually waiting to forgive. With the Lord, there's a readiness to pardon. And the basic disposition of the Lord concerning him, his faults, his flaws, his failures is that the Lord has been willing to forgive. That's what keeps him moving forward. That's what keeps him pressing onward. That's what keeps him climbing upward. When the bottom drops out, he reminds himself that God is merciful and gracious, that God's forgiveness is God's habit. And this is an important recognition because often when things go wrong, we mistakenly have attribute that to God. When things go wrong, why is it that when things go wrong, we say it's God? When 9-11 hit preachers, all oh, the stuff America's into. When New Orleans, when, when, when Hurricane Katrina came, oh God trying to tell them folks something. Really? Because I ain't seen nothing happen at Las Vegas. And, and God ain't going to miss and, and hit some innocent baby trying to get you. God is a sharpshooter. If he wants you, he'll get you. He ain't got to take somebody else out trying to get you out. I wish I had somebody who was a preach pastor. Pastors, I'm talking about well-known guys and that's why you got to be careful. We mistakenly attribute stuff to God in some way being after us or displeased with us to get us and, and, and somebody uh, ought to say it out loud, that ain't God, no, no, no. The enemy would have us to believe that life's difficulties are the result of God's holding our record over our heads or believing that there's a wrong that you've committed and that they're so grievous uh, that, that, that there's no way we could survive it. Y'all, God ain't like that. He does not hold grudges. God does not blackmail us. God is not an extortionist. You better do this if you don't do that. Somebody, listen, every blessing I got, I didn't deserve it. And you too. He keeps on blessing you. Why do you think it's called grace? Grace is unearned. Grace is not deserved. No wonder it's amazing. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. What did I do to get that? Nothing. Jesus died on Calvary and he got up early one Sunday morning to set me free. Anybody free? Who the son has set free is free. And you ought to give God a shout. Somebody ought to shout freedom. Listen, Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. So overcome by grief and overwhelmed by the shame in his inner turmoil, it was so intense, he took the money he had gained and brought it back to the priest who gave it to him, admitted he had made a mistake, and they just looked at him and said, what is this to us? 
Y'all do read the Bible, don't you? In other words, they looked at him and said, that sounds like a you problem. He thought by doing that, that would get rid of the guilt. And since he couldn't get rid of the guilt that way, holding no belief of God's primary disposition towards him, that there was still forgiveness available, he decided to take matters into his own hands. And so he took his own life. Come here for just a moment because when you understand that God's primary disposition towards you is not based on your record, it changes everything. It's one reason why folk don't go to church. They feel like they're going to get beat up. They've already been beat up out there. Why get beat up in the church? Why, why have somebody stand up and tell them you this and you that? When the same person that's standing up and saying that he's this and he or she's we all something you 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 may not do it no more but you still something you you an ex something I, I ain't trying to bother nobody but you you better thank God is kept between you and God it, there's some stuff that you ought to pray ought to never get out that you ought to just come to church every Sunday and shout and say I thank you I, I don't deserve to be here if, if, if I had gotten what I deserved, I wouldn't be driving like I'm driving and dressing like I'm dressing. I'd have to miss some. I wish I had some help here. Every perk that you got in life, you didn't get it because you deserved it. God just decided to give it to you. Somebody will just shout because. So. Listen. God looks at you and God looks at me. God looks at you and God looks on you not based on who you are, but who God is. And the fundamental disposition of God towards us is an openness to pardon and a willingness to forgive. The fundamental disposition of God towards us, hear me well, my friends, is one of mercy and grace. It is one who sees us at our worst and still positions us for our best. It's one that bears all things, that believes all things and hopes all things and endures all things. It's one that looks beyond your faults and sees your needs. It looks beyond your fears and sees your future. That looks beyond your words and sees your wounds. That looks beyond your brokenness and see your blessing. That looks beyond what you fail to do and sees what you can yet do. It's one that wakes you up every morning with new mercies to see. One that greatness of the goodness of faithfulness of God to the extent of his goodness is the primary lens through which God sees you and it's not your record y'all it's God's redemption it's demonstrated through God consistently initiating reconciliation he was the initiator of our forgiveness God demonstrated his love toward us, not when you got saved. You didn't get loved by God when you went down in the water. He, he demonstrated it while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. And so when the bottom drops out, you can face it. When the bottom drops out, you can take it. You can handle it. I'm trying to encourage you. You can manage it. You can go through it and grow through it by remembering that God is merciful. 
Can I go a little bit further? Because the songwriter continues in verse 5. He says, I pray to God my life a prayer and wait for what he'll say and do. My life's on the line before God. My Lord, waiting and watching till morning, waiting and watching until morning. When life has hit rock bottom, his life is there. Even at rock bottom, he still has expectation. Life is hard. Life is hard, but it's not hopeless. He's watching and waiting for what the Lord will say and do. Y'all, y'all read that? He's watching and can I encourage about 90 of y'all, I'll make 91 right now. When the bottom drops out, remember the Lord is merciful. But secondly, recognize you need a word. Look at your neighbor and say, I need a word. <laughs> Come on, look at your neighbor and say, don't bother me right now. I need a word. <laughs> look at your neighbor and one more time, the other neighbor and say, I don't know what they're doing over here, but I need a word. This is your word. Do not use this word to go home and tell your spouse. This is your word. Pastor say, No. God is saying to you, you need a word before life gets hard and when life gets hard. You better hear me. Ah, you, 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 you got to recognize you need a word and not just any word. You need a word from the Lord. Y'all heard me say it before. My mama taught me a long time ago, do not eat at everybody's table. Everything that's, that glitters ain't gold. And the songwriter testifies that he's waiting on a word from the Lord. Why? Because he believes that word will anchor him. That word will transform things. That word will reshape things. That, that word will redefine the difficulties that he's in. A word from God has the power to bring what was not into being. The grass withers. The flower fades. But the word of God will stand forever. And when he says, I'm waiting for what you say, this word he describes is the agency that brought light out of darkness. Y'all hear me when I say this? This same word uh, 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 brought water over dry land. This same word that he's waiting for brought dry land up out of watery places. It's the word that brought order out of chaos way back beyond back before, before ever became before and before was, was. This word spoken by God, the same word generated vegetation produced birds fashioned fish scooped out rivers uh, hollowed out the valleys and pushed up the mountains spit out the it's the same word that brought them into being and to existence and keeps them right now is the same word that God speaks to his people every single day can I get a witness 
that when the bottom falls out, those who trust God are challenged to live beyond what they see and what they hear and what they think and feel. We are challenged to be anchored by the word of God. That's what the songwriter did. Why? Because amid life's challenges, there is hope in the word. Somebody listening to me right now, you better get this because I didn't understand back then why I was drugged to church. Anybody else been drugged to church? Gone, gone, confess and say, I was drugged. They drugged me. They drugged me. They, they drugged, where they drugged? They drugged me to church. I didn't understand why we had to go to church so much. Then we went to church so much, I promised myself when I became grown, I wasn't going to church no more. You see how that worked out. <laughs> I grew up in a home, maybe you did too, with parents, and maybe you had grandparents or, or, or somebody, not, not just one day, but multiple days a week. It's just too much for children. Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. No wonder I couldn't pass in some of them classes. <laughs> That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Mr. Brown, is your paper ready? No, no ma'am, I was at church all day yesterday. I... <laughs> you didn't finish your report? I'm going to tell your father. Well, listen, can we work something out here? Wednesday. Sometimes on Thursdays. Bus ministry on Saturdays. My daddy had us knocking on doors like Jehovah Witnesses. Hi, I'm a member of the Tremont Temple Baptist Church. I'm sorry, it's now the Greater Tremont Temple Baptist Church. We just changed it one more time, the Greater Tremont Temple Missionary Baptist Church. I'm missing Soul Train, Super Friends. I'm sorry, I got to testify. All my cartoons. And then got to get back up on Sunday morning. We were the first kids there. I'm, I'm preaching from a PK. It was cold, so we had to turn the heater on. And we in church with jackets. And the heater in the church at that time was a little old furnace in the corner where we all gathered around as little kids. Everybody in my neighborhood should have been saved. Because they couldn't find me. Where's Ray at? He, he, he. he at church. <laughs> Vacation Bible school was morning and night. I'm trying to figure out, did anybody have any jobs? <laughs> but I've come to realize, y'all, what I didn't realize then, that the reason why they went so often is they wanted a word from the Lord. Y'all ain't even feeling me. I'm, I'm trying to help you. We, we are in therapy right now. Uh, uh, they were looking for a word 
in from the Lord. They weren't trying to mess up playtime. They weren't trying to destroy our friendships. They, they, they didn't, it wasn't because they didn't have nothing better to do. It's, be, it, it's because we didn't understand then the pressures that they were under and the battles that they were fighting and the pain that they were undergoing and, and the bills that they were facing. They went as often as they went because they were looking for a word from the Lord. They were like Zedekiah and, and, and Jeremiah. Is there a word? from the Lord that's why our parents went to church as often as they went because every time they went they needed a word from the Lord and I believe that somebody knows that even when the bottom drops out there is still hope in the word of God had it not been for the word of God that got into your mind and your heart and in your spirit somebody could testify pastor I would have died a long time ago in misery I would have wasted on the vine I would have lost my mind my manners and my you could have gone up in deep and never came back if you hadn't received a word from the Lord but God who is rich in mercy sent you a word God whose love never fails spoke his word God whose compassion knows no end gave you a word and his word came with power bringing peace where there was no peace bringing light where there was no light bringing direction where there was no direction bringing joy where there was no joy bringing assurance where there was no assurance Bringing comfort where there was no comfort. God said his word. God spoke his word. And his word gave life to a dead situation. Somebody ought to give God a praise for his word. His word says in Philippians 4 and 13. One of my favorite scriptures. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me that's his word I can endure hardness I can manage misery I I, I can survive stupidity I, I I can outlast bigotry I can rise above poverty I I can confront all things I can come through all things I I can navigate above out and around all things through Christ if you hold on to that word y'all and let the word hold on to you miracles happen and somebody knows what I'm testing uh, talking about somebody can testify right now now that when your grip on the word got loose the words grip on you stayed strong somebody listening to me right now you was upheld by the word of God and if you don't mind I want to be a little nosy can I just tap you on your spiritual shoulder and get in your business just for a moment and ask you just for a quick question what word was it that upheld you in your moment was it weeping may endure for a night but joy came in the morning what, what, what word was it that, 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 that's upholding you right now? Is it even the youth shall faint and the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall run and not get weary. They, they, they shall walk and not faint. What word is it that's upholding you right now? Maybe it's no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Maybe it's greater as he that's in me than he that's in the world. What word is it that's holding you right now? Maybe it's my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. I don't know what word is holding you, but when the bottom falls out, remember that God is merciful. Recognize you need a word. 
But then let me give you one more. Realize that the Lord will show up. Because it's in verse 6. He says, my life's on the line before God. My Lord, waiting and watching till morning. Waiting and watching till morning. Oh, Israel, wait and watch for God. With God's arrival comes love. With God's arrival comes generous redemption. No doubt about it, he'll redeem Israel. By the way, Israel over there right now, they're going to get through this. He will buy back Israel according to the scripture from captivity to sin. And the songwriter feels like in this word, his life is on the line. But it's not that his life is on the line. It, it, it's, it's, it's on the line before God. It's one, it's one thing to have your life on the line. But it's another thing to have your life on the line before God. That makes all the difference in the world. There's a difference between your life being on the line and life being on the line before God. And when you realize that your life is on the line before God, you know something about the character and disposition of God. And then you are empowered and you are willing to wait a little longer. It encourages you to hope a little longer and to trust a little longer. Because the word of God gives you hope for God's arrival. Old folks would say it like this, he may not come when you want him, but he'll always be there right on time. And the songwriter believed that no matter how long it took, that God would show up even though my life has hit rock bottom, the Lord is gonna show up. Even though it seems like I have nothing else, he will show up. And so he says sooner or later, light will appear signaling the end of night and the beginning of the day. God will show up and perform his word in the midst of what the songwriter is facing and so he knows that my worst day is not my last day can i get a witness somebody ought to grab that that your worst day will not be your last day somebody ought to shout and tell your neighbor i'm gonna wait because my worst day will not be my last day I'm gonna wait and watch. I'm gonna watch and wait until the morning comes because I understand that my worst day is not gonna be my last day. I'm gonna wait and watch, watch and wait until the Lord shows up because sooner or later, the Lord will arrive with unfailing love and generous redemption. And with God giving him another day, he can live in the hope that God will show up. I'm through preaching, y'all. But I need to leave one more thing with you. He'll show up. Won't he do it? When the bottom drops out, all you got to do is just hold on. You may not know when. You may not know where. You may not know how, and you may not know with whom or through whom, 
but he will show up. I know he'll show up. I said, I know he'll show up because the God who shows up is the God who likes to make himself known. There is no difficulty. There is no distress, no circumstances that's too hard for God. Have I got a witness? That's why you got to believe. That's why you got to have faith that God in his own time will make sure that a change is about to come. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. But I came to tell you that your healing will come. Your blessing will come. Your deliverance will come. Yeah. Because God shows up when life is difficult. God shows up when things get tough. God will show up when circumstances are critical. And I think I need a few more folk that will come and witness with me here. And I decided on last night to tell my guests to come to church with me today. So I brought me some friends who can testify. Come here, Abraham. Won't he show up as Jehovah Jireh on Mount Moriah? Yeah. He'll show up, Ray, and put a ram in your bush. Come here, Moses. Won't he show up as Yahweh in the midst of a burning bush that will not be consumed? Won't he split the sea like a liquid sidewalk and allow people to escape on dry land? Won't he show up, David? Yes, he will. As Jehovah Roha in a fight with Goliath, three Hebrew boys, won't he show up? Oh, yes, he will. He'll get in the fire with you. And when you come out, you won't come out smelling like smoke. You won't look like or smell like what you've been through. I need one more. Daniel, will he meet you in a lion's den? Yes, he will, Ray. He will close the mouths of hungry lions. I need some New Testament. Can I get one disciple? Can I get all 12 on the Sea of Galilee? Won't he show up? I know he will because I heard somewhere where the storm was raging, the wind was blowing, the lightning was flashing, the billows were rowing, but the Lord showed up, stood on the ship, and said, peace, be still, and everything got calm. Won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? But I got one more, because I heard on a hill called Golgotha, on a mountain called Calvary, with unfailing love, generous redemption. Jesus was wounded 
for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was on him, but by his stripes we are healed. He showed up in Jesus. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. They dropped him low. And he died. Didn't he die? Stayed in the grave. All day Friday. All Friday night. All day Saturday. All Saturday night. Early. Early. Sunday morning. He showed up with all power in his hands. don't mind everyone in the house just for a moment just stand on your feet wherever you are for just one moment for just one moment for just one moment real softly don't stop playing but just softly just real, real softly real softly close your eyes for just a moment I was real I was real blessed by the women's conference when they started out with mindfulness I realize how mindful sometimes we're not. I know I am not sometimes. I've driven down I-35 and didn't remember getting from point A to point B. All I was trying to do is get through the traffic. I've been in places, I used to go bike riding, getting ready to go back because now it's, it's cooling off and I need to go for many reasons. But if you've ever gone bike riding, you can get on a trail and get lost if you don't remember the stuff that you saw on your way. And sometimes even if you remember those things, when you're going in this direction and when you're coming back the other direction, it looks different. But mindfulness helps you to take time to remember. And I said that because sometimes we come to church, you can open your eyes now if you want to. We come to church and we're so busy trying to get here. We're not paying attention to what God is trying to say. The first thing he's saying is to you is I allowed you to come for a reason and your being here whether you know it or not was not your idea <laughs> we're not mindful of that before I mount this pulpit I, I have to remind myself I have been permitted this 
this opportunity. And there's an expiration date. Anytime I choose to abuse it, it can be taken from me. I can't get beside myself because God can use anybody. Elijah's in a cave and he's thinking he's the only one. Just because you had victory on Mount Carmel don't mean you're the only one left. Sometimes God accommodates us. I'll give you a, I'll give you a brook and I'll give you a raven. I'll get you, I'll get you fed and I'll get you. But that's just so you can get back out there and do what I called you to do. Jonah has an attitude. God says, I want you to preach to the people at Nineveh. <laughs> Them wicked people. R really? Yes, Jonah. I'll do it, but I ain't gonna, I ain't, I'm not going to like it. Okay. I'll set you up. I'll give you a tree that you get real comfortable, but I'll take it back. To show you I'm the one who gave you the tree. Oh, I skipped something, didn't I? Oh, he was swallowed. I'm going to let you spend some time in the belly of a fish to reconsider signing this contract. <laughs> God has made a contract with us. It's called a covenant. The covenant agreement goes like this. He has decided to wash away all your sins. When you walk out of here today, you are free from past sins, present sins, and even future. Wait, wait. But he didn't save you just to sit or even just to shout and celebrate. He saved you so you could get back to work and helping someone else to get saved. I'm so tired of celebrity Christians. They're ruining the church. We are. God never meant us to celebrate people in place of celebrating him. People will let you down. So, so when, a, when a man of God falls, don't you act surprised stop gossiping that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do we join the world I told you, church folk ain't this church folk ain't that that's right we ain't we just forgiven that's all that's all that's special about you so act like you're forgiven smile love be generous, be smart, be wise, be connected to a church. That's where I was going. <laughs> because you can't walk in the newness of your new life. You can't grow as a Christian without a pastor and without a church. Now listen, I got to be honest with you. Here's the disclosure. This is not the perfect church. I don't know where it is, but it ain't here. And as far as I know, it ain't in San Antonio. And if you live in the area and you're going to church around here, if you're looking for the perfect church, don't join it. If you find it, once you join it, it will no longer be perfect. 
look at your neighbor and say, how he know? <laughs> look back at him and say, hmm, really? I ain't the perfect pastor. We got flaws. And so when you connect with a church, guess what? Whatever the flaws that you see in this ministry, you can help us correct it. God may be sending you here to make a difference in this ministry. Listen, this church existed seven years before I arrived, which meant they didn't need my help to get started. But God was prepping it and priming it for somebody who could at least take it 33 years. Y'all not even hearing me. Most of you, if not all of you, will never see in this church another pastor who's been pastoring for 33 years. I've already done the math. Mm -hmm. Not unless my grandson graduates. And... I'm sorry, he's celebrating his sixth birthday. He, he left church because his mom and them, they want to celebrate birthday on a Sunday. How spiritual that is. <laughs> New generation, I tell you. We're praying for them. Amen. <laughs> so, you need a pastor. <laughs> I ain't lost. God is speaking to you. No, no, no singing yet, nothing. I want to extend you an invitation. You can join online, but I want you to walk down this aisle wherever you are right now. If you're here today without a church, I want you to be bold enough to say, Pastor, I'm ready. You're speaking to me. Who would be bold enough to do that right now? Trust God. Don't look at the people. Just walk straight this way. And trust God as you're walking. Watch God reward your faith. You've done it before. You've been a part of a church before. Maybe you, you, you know how this works. My sister, my brother, won't you come? I want these deacons, these sharers to come. They're the only people that's going to be looking at you facially. But just walk. And don't worry about what people think or say. Just know for sure God is speaking to you, beloved. Today is your day. Today is the best day of the rest of your life not because things are going to be rosy all the time I will not lie and tell you that but because you're on a path that will help you to move progressively forward into fulfilling the purpose for which God put you on this planet once you trust God today come on family friends if you're here with another partner if you're here with a friend if you're here with your family trust God today I see you moving over here I see, I see some movement going on I see some movement going on. Wherever you are, trust God. We want to celebrate you. We want to celebrate you. I'm going to ask that you do this for me too. Don't move unless you're coming this way. Amen. Don't move unless you're coming this way. Because this is important. We're trying to get people connected today. This is serious. Would you come? Would you trust him? God is speaking to you directly. He's speaking to you directly. I'm going to wait for you. I know how hard it is. I've been there. But just trust him. God bless you, sister.
God bless you. Oh, y'all ain't making enough noise. Who will else? There's somebody else. See, see, when I got up this morning, when I got up this morning, I didn't know you'd be in church today, but I knew the Lord had a word for you. And I knew that God was going to give me an invitation that's specifically for you. I don't know your face. I don't know your name, but God is speaking to you today through me. Believe that. Trust that. I'm standing here extending you an invitation to connect. Maybe you don't know the Lord is your Savior. Maybe you don't even know where to begin. You don't even know what church is. I don't even know where, you're, where you are at. But today is a good day to, to get all the answers to those questions. And we're going to wait for you just for a moment. That's why I want this to be quiet. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I don't want you to be moving just because you are emotionally stirred. I want you to move because you know God is speaking to you in your heart right now. Trust him. I know there's somebody else. Your heart's beating real fast. You're saying, mm, he can't be talking to me. Yes, he is. He's talking to you. Will you come? Will you trust him? All you got to do is tell the person next to you, excuse me, move out of my way. God is speaking to me right now. Mm. Will you come? Will you come? Will you trust him? Will you trust him? Heaven is waiting. God is waiting. The sooner you get that out of your system, the better you will feel. Mm -mm. I'm going to celebrate before you before you even get here because I already know it's going to be a journey I remember I don't know if she's in this service right now in the old building we had one person to come down she stood up and I pointed her out in the audience she joined this church and became part of our drama team no started leading ministry in our drama in our dance some of y'all know her her kids grew up in this church and she still remember the day that she came she never knew that that day was going to change the rest of her life y'all you beloved sister brother whoever you are today is about to change the rest of your life you, you just got to trust God you don't have to trust me but just trust God we just already had one sister to do that but God is speaking to somebody else right now young person come on father Wife, husband, wife, mother, daughter, trust God right now. Son, wherever you are, watch God move in your life in a special way. Pastor, I don't want to go before all those people. It's just too much. I know, but what a blessing it would be if you did. Come on, trust God right now. We're not asking you to give nothing except for yourself to God. To surrender who you are to the Lord today. Will you come? Will you come? They're going to sing one verse and then we're going to be done. There's nothing better. There's nothing better than knowing Jesus. There's time for you. He will pick you up and turn your life around. 
trust in today. the chorus part. electronically if you choose to do so and we do invite you to be a part of this church listen if you're visiting today and you don't have a church home somewhere else wherever you are I want to encourage you to find a good church as soon as you can amen a good church because in a good church guess what you can do guess what you do you can worship God with a good offering That was the weakest. Amen. Okay. I want you to give to God the way God gives to you. That's all. I think. Amen. That's good. That's good. See, some of y'all don't. Some of y'all are cool, suave, debonair, in and out of church. Some of y'all just suave in church. Y'all be like. Swap with your amens, all that stuff. Let me get out of all that. If God gave you a crazy blessing, you ought to give God a crazy praise. Amen. It's giving time. Amen. I want to say to each and every one of you, you know the numbers are up there, how you can give, and how you we do encourage you to, to become a tither. If you're not a tither, amen. 
um, that's how we do what we do in our church. We had a conference last week that did not cost the people who attended anything. And the reason why we were able to do that, and it was very expensive, is because of the gifts, the generous support that you give this church. Amen. Amen. And we thank you for that. We thank you for your generous support. Ministry is expensive. Amen. And extensive. Uh, we give to all kinds of causes. You know that I thank you for what you've done for um, Maui, um, other different agencies. Uh, there's a long list of um, contributions that come from this church that help locally, um, broadly, all across the world, globally. Amen. And we could not do that. And we could not send even people from here to there if it had not been for you. So we thank you. Uh, for that and we want to encourage you to continue to do that amen and I hope that you have been blessed I will not spend more time on this than we have to um, because right now I'm going to give it to the hands of uh, uh, Minister Jack amen did he do a good job introducing his pastor like he didn't know who he was he introduced me like I was the guest preacher he, Pastor Ray Brown is in the house oh, who is that Amen. I thought Amen. he was. I thought he was Anthony Cobbs for a minute. Uh, <laughs> you prophesying, huh? Amen. Okay, okay. Just a couple quick announcements we have. Uh, first of all, Res Fest will be October thirty-first. We're still in need of volunteers. We're going to do a trunk or treat. So we're still in need of volunteers for anybody that is interested in coming and filling their trunks with candy and handing it out to the kids. Um, you can register out in the hallway. The other thing, uh, very important, uh, Senior Health Symposium next Saturday here at the Shirts Campus. A lot of questions as we're getting to be a little bit older and uh, there may be some questions for us that are getting to be in that age bracket and we need answers to. Uh, I'm not there yet, but I, was, <laughs> I wasn't talking about me, I was talking about some of y'all. Um, but. <laughs> Getting closer every day, getting closer every day. Thank God, thank God. All right, so the Senior Symposium will be next Saturday. If you guys please stand as we prepare to depart this place. Are we gonna have our creed up on the board? Our vision up on the board? Who are we? This is God. I think followers of God. The love of God. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, first of all, God, first let's give an honor to God. Give an honor to God. We want to say thank you, God, for this day you've given us. Thank you for the word in which we've heard today, dear God. Dear God, we ask that if we leave this place, never from your presence, we ask that you would go with us and stand by us, henceforth, now, and forevermore. Let every heart say, Amen. Amen.